Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the FC Report podcast for yet another week. The buys are finally here, round 13, Origins only seven days away. Uh, you got myself, Nick here, and my usual co-host on the other end of the line, who, if our WhatsApp messenger group is anything to go by, is going to be coming in hot this week because he's pumped up, he's in the top 500, he's, he's ready to tell everyone all about it. It's went in. How are you, mate? What are you talking about, mate? I thought I'd be pretty modest throughout all of this. I'm just a humble kind of guy, you know that. Mate, how many people have you told to delete team this week? If you didn't have such a shit team, I wouldn't have to tell you. You and Joe, uh, fair income, just delete. I've got more players than you this week, and you're telling me to delete. Well, where are you ranked, champ? Mate, that's a good segue. That's what they call a segue in the business. I'm ranked about 1,400th. Uh, Jumped up quite a bit this week, though, about 600 spots, which I was pretty happy with. And you obviously had a big jump this week. What was your overall rank for round 12? Uh, 439 was the the weekly rank, which uh, pushed me from 1,200th, I think, into 487. So it's it's super tight, hey? It's... um, yeah, one week it's just fluctuating. I think I was top 500 a month ago, went out to the top 3,000, and now I'm back into the top 500. So it's a um, it's a very tight competition this year. Yeah, it is, mate. No, but you are you're doing very well. If someone said to you, I'm sure at the start of the year before the buys you'd be top 500, you would have taken that definitely. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Good stuff, mate. Like we said, buys have started this week, so only the four NRL games. Uh, We will cover all of the usual stuff on the podcast this week. We'll start with a bit of strategy talk for this week. I'm sitting on 12 players at the moment, definitely planning on making two trades to get to 14. I think you're around about a similar number as well. Um, I think if we can get 13 or 14, we should continue to move up the ranks this week. What do you think? Yeah, no, that that seems reasonable. I, I I don't think that seventeen is possible, and and if you've got seventeen, I think you're really going to struggle in round seventeen. So anywhere between twelve to fourteen seems to be a pretty good number, and and uh, there's lots of guns within that lot too. Yeah, there definitely is for feeder. Uh, Fafida, Burgess, Tapao, Tamalolo, uh, some of the outside backs, you know, centre wing guns. Um, there's definitely quite a few there, so we'll cover those guys. We've been covering them for the last month or so, but we'll talk about them again briefly. Uh, perfect week for the VC loophole this week, obviously with not having 17. So put your vice captain on someone playing early. If they get a good score, you put your captain on a non-playing player and you'll secure that VC as your captain. Uh, if you've VC doesn't quite uh, do what you were hoping. You get a second crack and you can put your captain on someone as you usually would. I'll be going VC Tamalolo. Uh, if he scores 80 plus, I'll take that. If not, 
I think I'll probably go with Fafita as captain this week. Um, I'm going to try and not captain backs for a while and see how that goes for me. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think I'll be going with uh, Mark Power VC. The Cowboys have conceded the most amount of points this year to front row forward, so I can see him having a big game. And then my captain is likely to be Fafita. Good stuff. I agree. Hopefully Fafita goes large this week after having the week off. Uh, injuries and suspensions, a few this week. SASA, probably the big one, going to hurt a few teams who would have been relying on him. He's out for a week. Wade Graham got off, uh, which is not good news for Capewell and Sorensen owners. And Matt Scott is suspended as well, but not too many injuries. Uh, a few players coming back, so we'll parlay that straight into the teams. Mate, why don't you talk us through sort of the first couple of games? Because there's a few a few players of interest here, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So the first guy that we've got jotted down here is Coruscant. So he's obviously back um, from suspension. And, yeah, he's coming up against the Cowboys who have conceded more points to hookers than any other team. So uh, if you're a Coruscant owner, get excited. He's also a potential vice-captaincy uh, option. We saw what Smith did against them last week. Uh, Gostowski's back, but he's only probably going to score you 10 to 20 points, nothing more than that. Uh, and, and the talk of the town at the moment, Tuala, um, for the, the Cowboys, played off the bench the last couple of games, gets a start in the centres this week ahead uh, of Hampton, and uh, he looks like a pretty good cheapie, but we'll we'll touch on him a little bit later on. Uh, Dewey at fullback, yeah, you can't really be selecting him or get too, uh, I don't know, too caught up in, in him. I mean, he might be a, a, a daily fantasy kind of guy or also perfect date selection, um, potentially. Uh, we've got Cameron Murray finally comes back into the starting side, which is fantastic for us that have held him this long. And then Burgess moves to the right edge. And also Nichols is in after a few weeks out of the side, uh, which is good. Also, he's got a pretty low break even and he'll uh, be quite handy this week and then can be moved on next week. Uh, for the Sharks, you've got Fafita who's back after being rested last week. However, with Graham, I believe he got off. The Capewell is not in the side and also Sione Katoa. Is uh, has not made uh, made on into the uh, the back line despite Valentine Holmes playing for Queensland. Uh, Corey Norman has been dropped uh, for drinking whilst being injured, so just continues on Parramatta's hor- absolutely horrific season. And uh, then we've got SESA out suspended. We spoke to him. Ryan Madison is back after missing last week with a HIA. Uh, however, Orbison um, remains in the centres, which is a big bummer for an owner such as myself because we thought that he would shift back into the second row with Guerra um, playing for New South Wales. And then the last one is Eisenhuth, who starts at lock after coming off the bench last week. Perfect, mate. Nailed it. Uh, like you said, a couple of these boys will discuss a bit further as we go on. Uh, there's plenty to talk about in trade time this week, so I think it's best if we get right to it. Um Let's just very quickly some of the more popular trades and some of the least popular. I'll just least, uh, sorry, some of the more popular sells. I'll just list them and then we'll go into them in detail. So people are trading out RFM, Fisher Harris, Havili, uh, all not playing this week. Hess, uh, Kenner, who people had hoped would come back in this week, who didn't quite make it. Hiku, people are still selling cacao, uh, which we've spoken about in previous weeks. Uh, some people are doing that, some are not. Lachlan Croker, who's injured, and then Robbie Rocco and Jake Jaboyevich, who we'll talk about a bit later. People are buying Moylan Burgess, Tapao, Tuala, Tao Malolo, Tamari Martin, Jesse Rahman, Noodles, Isan Masters, Ryan Madison, and Fafida. So there's a few guns there who 
we've definitely spoken about over the last month or so, you know, Burgess to Powell, Taumalolo, Fafida, Madison, Masters in particular, probably don't need to go into too much detail about those guys. Let's cover some of the other boys though. Let's start with Moylan, uh, talk of the town, massive score last week with the six try assists. BE negative 37, probably going to make between 120 and 140k in the next couple of weeks. But his, you're, you're sort of the king of analysing the draw and who matches up well and who scores well against teams in certain positions. What's it looking like for Moylan over the next month? Pretty shitty, to be honest, mate. So he plays the Rabbitohs, Tigers, Broncos and Warriors before the bye. The Rabbitohs rank, uh, concede the second least amount of points to 5 eight. Uh, the Tigers and the Broncos are equal ninth, and then the Warriors thirteenth. So that's pretty much as bad as you can get for um, you know for halves that are what they're I guess favourable versus least favourable um, next few games ahead. I mean, we do need to to point out as well the Warriors when he plays them in round sixteen, they'll be missing all their stars. So uh, Souths could just have a huge win that game. Um, so maybe you just need to throw out what we've seen previously in the season, and he could go big. But the Rabbitohs, Tigers, and Broncos are shaping up to be tough uh, encounters for Moylan. So, I mean, looking at that draw, if he averages 40 to 50 over that, that four-week period, which I think is pretty reasonable considering what he's done apart from that 130-point uh, game, he could be around about 20K more than what he is right now when you're looking to trade him out um, in round 13. So you kind of really need to ask yourself um, – is it worth it? Because you're going to be looking to trade him to, say, Sean Johnson in round 17. Um, you know, is it worth the trade? Yeah, from I was looking at him early in the week, but I'm going to pass. I think if you did get him, you're really getting him for two weeks. You know, his score this week and then another price rise next week until that 134 drops out of his rolling average. Uh, and then you might move him on to Widop. You know, so he might get you 40 points this week and, and maybe make you 100 grand over the next two weeks. Uh, but, you know, is it worth the trade with people? People are definitely into the teens of trades left. Uh, I think Moylan scored in single digits a couple of weeks ago as well, which is not particularly exciting. So I'm going to pass and focus on some other guys who I think can score a bit more and potentially make a bit more money long term. Yeah, and I think as well, just pointing out that if you are going to do what you said and, and wait two weeks, then you're trading Widop to the week that he's going to miss. So you're effectively going to be holding Moylan. You kind of have to hold mm. Moylan through to round 17 because Sean Johnson isn't going to be there too. So who are you going to trade into for round 17 coverage if it's not one of those two guys? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, but I think Widop and Johnson are going to be must-haves over the next month. So I've got uh, Milford, who I was thinking of selling to Moylan, but I'm just going to sit a week, stick to my original plan, which was to trade him to Widop next week. Yep, and I think that I'll probably be doing the same just because I will be making two trades this week, but I'm going to be looking to try and bring in um, a couple of keepers or um, a cheapie if possible, whereas Moylan just seems like, a, as you said, a bit of a cash grab. And if you look at what he's done previously, so 134, obviously, then he's got 52, 9, 56, 47, 43, 22, and 83. So that's far too inconsistent for me. And then it's a relatively tough, tough draw um, coming up into the buy in round seven. So, yeah, I'll miss. I'll give him a skip, I think. Um, moving on to Sam Burgess, so he played 67 minutes last week and, and scored um, pretty well. I think he scored 68. So if you ignore week 11 where he played just 30 minutes and uh, had an injury and then only scored 15 points, he's, you know his past month has been pretty bloody good, 68, 58, 79, and 56. 
So I was really um, considering him as well. But then, obviously, you got to consider 16, and he's probably going to be missing then and then misses round 17. So you'll have him for round 13, 14, 15, and then he misses two weeks. Yeah, that round 16 is really annoying. A lot of uncertainty. I read an article this week saying that the players aren't necessarily going to be forced to play that game, but you'd have to think that most of them would still choose, you know, to represent their country. So I'm working on the assumption that these guys will miss that game. Um, Burgess was on my never again list at the start of the year, but I'm slowly coming around and I'm probably 80% likely to trade him in this week. I think I just... Neat. I just want those points this week. I really want to jump up into that top thousand this week, um, and and for that reason, I think I'm probably going to get on him. Yeah, and I mean, if you can cover him for round sixteen, seventeen, sure. But I think both those rounds are going to be quite difficult to cover, so I'm probably going to steer clear uh, of Burgess for that. All right, no worries. To Powers, the next man here. He's he's sort of 80k more than Burgess. I'd I'd sort of think that they're comparable players. Tapau's you know maybe he's five points a game more. Uh, Tapau's on my never again list, and he'll stay on my never again list. <laughs> so I can't really a- analyze him too much. But I think you've you've brought him in the last few weeks, haven't you? Yeah, I brought him in last week and was very happy um, with his performance. I mean, it was always going to be tough up against the Raiders. They've been, I think, they've only conceded the ninth, they conceded the ninth fewest amount of points to front row forwards this year. To, so to produce 64 points in 64 minutes at 64 base is um, an incredible effort. So he's got scores of 64, 74, 47, 86, and 97 in his past five weeks. So. I reckon he's back, and then this week, uh, weekend, obviously, you're missing Jake Trevojevic, so I can see him playing close to 80 minutes, and then against the side that has been absolutely horrific against the middle forwards. Um, so I can I can see him going close to tunning up this weekend, so he'll be my VC. All right, good luck to you. Next man on the list, Tuala from the Cowboys. Now, we've gone deep. We've done some actual investigative research, spoken to our Cowboys insider, who's basically told us that he's he's been a gun in Queensland Cup for the last couple of years. The risk is obviously with Kane Lennett coming back, uh, but in Cowboys circles, they're asking, A, who's actually ahead in the pecking order now uh, between Tuala and Justin O'Neill, and B, could Lennett potentially play in the second row? So coach has been talking him up, uh, looks likely to get some sort of a chance anyway to prove himself. Uh if not, he he could hopefully just drop out of the side rather than going back to the bench uh, so he doesn't become that AE nightmare. Um, I'm going to jump on. I'm actually thinking of trading Latrell out for Tuala um, to get that number for this week and then using that cash to get Burgess or, or someone like that. So I'm pretty keen on Tuala. What about you? Yeah, slowly coming around, I think um, my main concern is Lynette and what happens when he comes back. So I think he's in the reserves this week. Does he kind of slowly make his way onto the bench or does he you know, shift into the forwards and play reduced minutes? It's, uh, it's going to be quite interesting. The Cowboys are screaming out for pace and I believe that this is what this guy has. He's been killing it in the Queensland Cup for a couple of years. So, yeah, my concern is just around the job security, but at 177K and I've got some Deadwood and the likes of Katoa on my bench and, and if I can turn him into someone that potentially is going to make money and cover round 17... Uh, then, you know, it, it kind of makes sense. However, there's also the, the thought that you could potentially just save the trade and not make it. Yeah. Yeah, no, look, let's say he's good for 40, 40 to 45 this week. Um, 
Yeah, it's a tricky one. It's a tricky one. Again, I'm probably 80% on pulling that trade. There's no actual trades that I really like this week, you know, no sort of Monday afternoon trades that I made and locked in. I'm sort of a bit 50-50 bit on exactly what to do, to be honest. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm kind of preparing myself for next week so the trade and we'll talk about this a little bit later on but the trade that i'm i'm probably going to make is going to free up a lot of cash for me and then allow me to do the milford to um to widock trade and then hopefully have a bit more cash up my sleeve so i can you know bring in a toe harris in two weeks or something like that as well yeah yep all right tell malolo uh he's he's been a gun been having a great last month or so um, particularly with Matt Scott, Scott Bolton, Cohen Hess, Gavin Cooper out of the side this week. He has to play 70-plus minutes, uh, which is – that's the reasoning for me. Behind putting the VC on him, do you agree with that? Yeah, look, if he was in my side, and, and I am still seriously considering moving one of my uh, origin players onto to Tamalolo this week, then he would – yeah, be uh, up there with to power for me as a vice captain option, and for all the reasons that you said. Jesse Rahman from the Sharks obviously had a great game on the weekend against the Knights. Mate, it's Jesse Rahman noodles, please. Jesse Rahman noodles. He's he's had a great last couple of weeks, hundred thirteen and sixty eight. What kind of what kind of Rahman noodles do you like? I don't really like them to be honest. I don't like really. The, no, I don't like the soupy, the taste of the soupy stuff. Oh, mate, I love it. Give me, and I I always have to order double eggs. Oh. Gross. Love it, love it, love give me, it. Give and me then probably miso. Oh, that's good too. I like the miso flavored uh, ramen noodles. So they're pretty good. Uh, and even the uh, the devil ones, so you can generally pick them up. I mean, you you just went to Japan. You know what I'm talking about? The the spicy ramen. Yeah, delicious. Yeah, no, but I'd yeah just feasted on katsu curries. Love them. Yeah, love them. You can't get it anywhere here. And there's no good places. It's the it's just all in the broth, mate. All in the broth, and they uh they don't seem to get that right here. Mate, you have a lot more options where you work compared to where I work. We have a, a fish and chip shop and a chicken shop, and that's it. That would do you fine, mate. <laughs> yeah, chicken burger and chips, can't complain. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not too keen on ramen, to be honest. Uh, obviously, going to the Knights next year, I think it's job security. There's no issues there, uh, but I'm, I'm going to focus on other players. Yeah, 465K, so he's not cheap. Does have the break even and negative 28. Uh, scores of 113 and 68 in his past two weeks. Did, did score the three tries. But, yeah, I think there's just a couple of other options in the centre wing that I'll be looking at as my keepers for the season. And, and uh, I think he's just short of that. But he does have solid base at 30 base points per game, uh, which is nothing to laugh at as well. 
Yeah, I mean, when you're in a week with when you've got Tuala, who's three hundred grand cheaper, you know, and with center wings, if they get a try or something, you know, he could very easily score the same as Raman this yeah. week for three hundred k less. Yeah, agree. Masters, have you got Masters into your side yet? I don't, mate. I um I skipped it that week because he was playing the Warriors, and I thought he was going to have a pretty shitty game, which he did, and then end up going for Nua the week after. Um, and then was caught shy with um, Lolo here coming back into the side and thought that he might lose goal-kicking duties, which he hasn't. Um, but if you just look at what he's done, apart from that Warriors game, he's been really, really good, and he's a definite keeper this season. Yeah, no, he's been really good. He'll stay in my centre wing all season uh, with Fenua, uh, Madison, and Rapana. That'll probably be the four that I run if I do end up selling Latrell this week. Uh, Madison and Fafida are pretty self-explanatory. Jump on them. Now, some of the players who aren't in the top 10, a couple of guys who are under 200K who are starting this week, Adam Dwayhe, uh, who we mentioned, mentioned earlier and then Corey Dennis from the Knights who's in for Nathan Ross if you're looking for a really left field cheapy I uh, wouldn't recommend it but Corey Dennis could get you uh, 12 points if you're lucky um, DCE not kicking anymore with Hopkinson in the side scored only 58 last week with a try are you still still hanging on yeah, I'm holding on, mate, and um, I'll probably be holding on for a few weeks. I was thinking about trading him out to um, to Widop next week, but I think I'll be moving Milford on and then uh, holding DCE to cover round 16 for me. Okay, fair enough. If people didn't have him, would you recommend him as a as an option to buy at all? No, I don't think so. Scored 58 last week with the try and a few other attacking stats. Did kick some goals when Hodkinson went off, but... Um, losing the goal-kicking duties really does kill him, and uh, I, I can't see him being um, anywhere near the top four halves come the end of the season. Agreed. Uh, Matt Eisenhuth from the Tigers is quite interesting. Back into the side, starting side sorry, uh, at lock. Uh, he's a sort of a 60, 60 to 65-minute player, a bit of a little bit of a plotter maybe, you know, decent NRL player, but when you're priced at the same price as Burgess, Masters and Co., I think you've got to look at those other guys first. Yeah, no, I completely agree, mate. He's, the value in his price is gone. Um, couldn't be touching him at that, that price now unless he's playing 80 minutes. At that same price, we've got John Sutton from the Rabbitohs. Could be a real pod. Pretty sure he's 5'8", available as well. Uh, I've, I've looked at him as a, um, a Milford replacement potentially this week as well. Uh, 63, 54, and 76 in his last three games. Plays 80 minutes every week. Uh, not sure, mate. I don't think he's the worst pod, to be honest. Surely you couldn't do it. I know what he's done the past couple of weeks, but surely you can't jump on Sutton. Mate, he's been pretty solid all season. Yeah, I know. And I was really shocked when I looked at his scores uh, today in a little bit more detail, but... I don't know. He's he's just been such a plotter for for so long. And what is he? He'd be over definitely over thirty now. He'd be early thirties. Um, yeah, he's kind of having a a very interesting season. But if you if you look back to I guess what he's done and just go go past the the past three weeks. So look at round nine. He scored thirty four. Round eight. He scored eighty five with the try. Then round seven. He scored twenty nine. Then round six. He scored eighty five with the try. So, I mean, that's kind of more what we expect from him, I guess. Um, so you take those tries out and he's not getting too much. So the last couple of weeks, um, round 10, he's had 20 points from Evade. And then in round 12, he's got uh, a try to get him up to, to 76. Um, and he also had a line break and a line break assist as well. So 
I'm still he's still someone that I'm probably going to stick clear of. Yeah, fair enough. Stop throwing stats at me. I don't like it. Yeah, you hate the facts, mate. <laughs> well, you talk, you talk about Ferguson then, because for some reason you seem keen on him. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean that... not not overly keen, sorry, but as an option. Yeah, I think definitely. Like he, he's having a a, um, a really good fantasy season this year, and does get the start at fullback this week with Tedesco out. Hasn't scored under fifty points in the past month, um, but the Roosters do have a tough draw ahead. So, I mean, that that is something to keep in mind. His uh, his base is thirty five points per game, which is really really good for a for an outside back um, player in the game. And and um, so, you know, I think if you buy him, you you probably buy him at a reasonable price at five hundred, a little bit over five hundred k. And then he's well, he's got a, a um, you know, there's some pretty good scores in the past couple of weeks. But again, he's probably borderline as a center, as a keeper, um, center wing. But um, yeah, he started the season off really well, flattened out a little bit, but has uh, been good the past couple of weeks. Yeah, his scores have actually been pretty consistent. He is at his highest price of the year at the moment with a break even of 64. But, you know, if you're getting consistently at least a floor of 40, 45 from a centre wing each week with no attacking stats, uh, with, you know, upside if he can jag a try or something, it's probably not the worst call. Yeah, but in saying that, I think there's better options like a Masters or a Fenua, obviously, if you don't have him. Uh, and uh, and a guy that we're going to talk about in uh, in two more who I think could be a pretty good option this week as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Cody Walker has really struggled the last two or three weeks. Tough matchup with the Sharks this week, but does come up against the Titans and Eels after that. He's a no for me with the likes of Widop and Johnson and Co coming up in the next few weeks. Uh, but did you you had him earlier in the year? I think didn't you? No, never had him. Okay, never had him. But I, but I um, another player that I'm considering just on the basis that. He's so cheap at the moment, 449. We saw what he did over the past, um, you know, up until about round nine. He didn't. He only had one score below 60, I think. And then the past three weeks, he's had an 18, 31, and 44. Um, he's had some pretty tough games. He's got the Gold Coast and Parramatta ahead. So you could bring him in this week and then hopefully um, get some really good scores in those couple of weeks and then trade him out in round 17. Yeah, yeah, worth a look. Worth a look. Now, the next guy who you just uh, just hinted at is Cheekham. Um, back-to-back 80-minute games in the second row for an average of 58 with some very solid base stats, centre wing availability. I mean, job security is the question, isn't it? The Tigers chop and change their team quite a bit, and I, I'm not claiming to be a Tigers expert by any means, but if we had certainty of his job security going forward, he'd be close to a must-have. Yeah, that, that dual position is, is so good uh, and so valuable this year as well. So you, you hit a nail on the head with the scores, 56 and 60 in the past couple of weeks, playing 80 minutes in the back row. Um, his base has been pretty good, averaging you know above 40 there. Uh, the concern is obviously just the job security. I mean, he is effectively the new Rocco right now. You've obviously got McQueen sitting around there too, but it looks like they... they um, have gone for Cheekam for now, and and what well, he's priced just a little bit above 400k, which is really cheap for someone that's doing what you know producing what he is is doing. And the, and the BE of 23 is going to drop um, down again um, when the the 30 in round 10 falls out of his average. So yeah, I, I'm I'm strongly looking at him this week um, uh, as a potential keeper for centre wing. But then also a guy that will should produce sixty points this week for me, 
And, um, you know, potentially is my downgrade option for Crichton, who plays Origin, and then use that cash to, to bring Widdock next week. Yeah, mate, I think I think potential keeper may be a step too far. Um, I mean, he's already pri- he's priced at a 47 average already. If he can average 60, he's going to increase in price by just over 100K. Um, that's working on a magic number of about 8,800. Uh, puts him at about 530K. So he's probably undervalued by somewhere between 50 and 100K. Um, and may- maybe he's like a 19th or 20th, 20th man or something for the run home. Yeah, but... It depends where you're playing. Like, I'd be playing my center wing, and if I've got a guy that's averaging 55 to 60 each week um, there, I mean, he's he's 100K cheaper than, than Masters and effectively going to produce the same output. So uh, if, he, if that's as long as he does get that. And, and, and if those minutes disappear, then I guess you can just trade him out and use the jewel to bring in a keeper um, in either the center wing or, or second row. So I'm tossing up between him or... Um, Tamalolo this week and I know the one is definitely a keeper but the way I look at it is if I go the Cheekam option that, that allows me to bring Widock next week and, and then I'm effectively getting um, you know two possible keepers uh, for trading out um, Crichton and also Milford Okay, yeah, it's the um the dual position is a huge bonus as well. It's very hard this year with the limited number of dual positions, so that could be very useful down the track, definitely. Uh, last guy here on our list is Gutherson. All you wrote on the run sheet is not interested. Yeah, not keen at all, mate. Not okay. keen at all. The uh, Eels have been hopeless this year. He's not kicking goals. Mm-hmm. Scored about 30 on the weekend. Um, yeah, just can't trust him this season. No, nah, and it's up against the Knights this week. Who knows what's going to happen in that game, you know. Some of these para guys could score 100 or Caelan Pongas could score 200. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, if you do have him, then he is a definite captain option this week. We've seen what's happened with the Knights. Well, people playing against the Knights this year. So I know that um, I was having chats to JT in the office today. I think he's still in the top 100 and, and he was... Um, Probably going to put the VC on Tamalolo and then looking at doing captain on, on Gutherson. And I kind of laughed at him before I found out that they were playing the Knights. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's probably worthwhile, but I wouldn't be bringing him in um, if you don't have him. No, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, just quickly, I don't know if you saw this on the run sheet, but the last page is Origin Players to Sell. Um, a lot of people talking about, you know, what Origin Players are they going to sell? What are they going to hold? You know, people are going to sell to Desco, Latrell Mitchell... You've got Maloney, bloody Wilfred the other night talking crazily about selling Damien Cook, Crichton, Jai Arrow maybe, Hess, who's sort of dropped off in the last month or so, and Jake Trebojevic, a few people talking about selling him. For me, the probably the only, well, the two expendable ones really are Latrell Mitchell and James Maloney, uh, and or potentially Cohen Hess as well. Um, I think for me, Mitchell, uh, like what's he made? Mitchell's made five runs combined in the last two weeks, I think I heard. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Oh. He made two last week. Incredible. Yeah, two runs and scored 64 points. Yeah. It's just, he's he's very frustrating to own, even though he has been quite consistent this year in comparison to, last, to prior years. But I'm thinking of selling him to Tuala this week. Uh, and then Maloney, uh, you're sort of the Maloney owner of the two of us. With Cleary back, have you sold him, or, or are you thinking about selling him? Yeah, mate, I sold him to Milford um, when the week before Cleary came back, and also the week before Milford's run at Suncorp started, and that didn't really yeah, cool. turn out that well for me. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but I think he's he's done quite well with mm. uh, Cleary in the side. He's retained the goal kicking, but. 
yeah, I, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad about trading him out. Yeah, no, agreed. And yeah, and Hess, I wouldn't feel bad about selling him. But the rest of them, you know, like James Tedesco, Tom Trebojevic, Jake Trebojevic, Cook, Crichton, Arrow, you know, I'd be holding all those guys. Really, they only miss one extra game, um, you know, or I mean, you know, with backing up and whatnot, there's potentially to either have uh, less minutes or maybe miss one more. But if we assume that they all back up, they only miss the one extra game. So it's just the guys of, you know, the borderline keepers, I think, in Latrell Mitchell and James Maloney and Cohen Hess that would be the ones on my list. Yeah, I mean, I said it before, I'm probably going to trade out um, Crichton this week. He's his price at his absolute max at the moment is 650k after three really strong weeks. Um, scored a try um, a couple of weeks ago. Had a couple of line breaks last week and a line break assist um, uh, two weeks ago as well. So heaps of attacking stats there, and that's making up his big points. So yeah, I'll probably end up trading him out. I, I think there's a dime a dozen amongst those second row forwards with a heap of those guys averaging 66 or 65 points per game. So. I'm pretty confident that I can pick someone else up um, that's going to do effectively the same job. Does the fact that he's playing off the bench for New South Wales and unlikely to play huge minutes sway you at all? No, not really. Um, well, I just I think you need the um, I think you need the, the the personnel this week, and um, just by the cash that you can generate by trading him out at that value does allow you to bring in someone like a Widdop next week. Because frankly, if you if you're looking at who the targets are for the halves, there's not really anyone else but Widop, is there? No, no. SJ maybe if he's fit, but like you've said, misses would miss 16 um, and and obviously quite highly priced. So Widop's definitely the man for next week uh, and then SJ potentially at some stage. Yeah, so I mean, so Widop, uh, 550k, break even of 90 and plays the Bulldogs. So, I mean, I've got... No um, reservations that he could, um, you know, probably, yeah. I mean, you pointed that out a little bit early in the season, but the, the Bulldogs been quite um, good this year in terms of conceding points. However, they've, um, you know, they're about average for conceding against five eights. So I can I can see him, you know, scoring 50 to 60 and then potentially not dropping that much. So whereas, whereas Milford has just been an absolute debacle. Yeah, Milford's been an absolute joke. Uh, so trades for me this week, the two that I'm looking at is Latrell Mitchell to, out to Tuala, and then presuming that Capewell is not a late inclusion, uh, I'll trade him on Friday night to or maybe Burgess. I'm, I'm thinking of Burgess. That's going to leave me with around about, oh, I think it's that's going to cost me 100 but I'm going to make 400 there. I think that's going to leave me with something like oh, between 350 and 450 in bank. Um, and then next week I'll be looking at Milford to Widop and maybe one more upgrade. Uh, the week after that, George Jennings out and John Olive in uh, to bank another couple of hundred. And then hopefully from there I'll be set to, you know, to make a few more upgrades pre-round 17 and set myself up for the run home. So that's sort of the way I'm thinking for the next uh, couple of weeks. What about you for this week and then going forward? Yeah, look, I think I'll be looking at either that Tamalolo or Chicam um, trade-in, and that really just depends on the cash because I don't know how I'm going to generate cash over the next week or two to, to do that that Milford um, to Widop trade. Um, just look at the rest of my side. And, and obviously Olive that you spoke of, and, and we'll be looking to downgrade Orbison to him in a couple of weeks. But again, that's only 100K, so 
I kind of feel that I need to make the the money this week, and then because I also want to bring in like a Toe Harris as well um, in the next couple of weeks, is and then obviously Sean Johnson for either Daly Cherry Evans or uh, Adam Reynolds for round seventeen. Beautiful, yeah. I cannot wait for the day that I can sell JT and bring Sean Johnson in. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Although Johnson's just been. Who knows where he's at at the moment, yeah. mates? I mean, you, you know more than me, but, um, you know, he could just they could end up, the news coming in and he's going to miss the rest of the year. It's been just so weird. Yeah, well, I did see a tweet from uh, Wacko tonight saying that Mason Lino is playing uh, in reserve grade this week, which is a good indication that Sean Johnson will be good to go next week or else they would have held Lino out. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. So... Good stuff there, mate. Uh, not the best of luck to you this week. I'm hoping that I can get a little jump on you, you know, maybe gain 50 points back or so and get a little bit closer. Mate, if, you, if you've if you got Tamalolo and if I don't get Tamalolo this week, there's mm. every chance that that could happen because I think he's going to go big. All right. I think you should go with Cheekam. Thanks, mate. I, I think I'll follow my own, my own uh, gut there. <laughs> Nah, thanks very much for your time tonight, mate. Thanks very much to everyone for downloading and listening. Uh, good luck for round 13. And hit us up on Twitter, as always, uh, if you've got any questions. Otherwise, we'll speak to you next week. See you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.